The book of Mark in chapter number 10. Again, appreciate the presence of each one. I'd like to welcome everyone to service this morning. Certainly the visitors and never to forget the members. We're glad to see you. I hope you're equally glad to see me. Uh, we're excited to be here this morning. This morning, a very, very simple thought that God's laid on my heart. And it's uh, <laughs> It goes right along with a song that, that Gold City sings. I think the Oak Ridge Boys re- uh, recorded it as well. But it's a beautiful song. The song says, Ain't it crazy what children believe? Uh, <laughs> and the song says that, that it all can be seen through the eyes of a child. That love lasts forever. Mom and daddy stay together. Cheaters never win. And a promise is something you keep. It's crazy what children believe. And why children believe that, why children see that is, is because they have yet a a mind of innocence. They have a thought process of innocence. They, they don't factor in the worst of humanity whenever they see things. They, they don't factor in the depravity of people whenever they see things, whenever they interpret things, whenever they, they try to understand and, and desire to learn things. They, they do so through a simple mind. And in the same way salvation is, according to Jesus in Mark chapter 10, we're going to read it beginning in verse number 13. Mark chapter 10, verse number 13. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked them. Excuse me, rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful blessings of life you bestowed upon us, God, the ability, the opportunity even to come to your house to worship you and this morning lord thank you for all the blessings of life you've given us god help us so we could be ever mindful thankful where our blessings come from god this morning as we look into your word i pray that you'd help us so we could do so with open hearts god if there be one among us that's lost this morning they don't know you as their personal savior god allow them to see salvation as simple as as through the eyes of a child god allow them to see their sinful condition their need of a savior Allow them to see your son, Jesus Christ, high and lifted up for their sins on a cross, paying that debt that they couldn't. God, allow them to see Christ suffering hell for them. And God, if they could see that they could believe on Jesus Christ before it be everlasting too late, Lord, I pray that you continue to have mercy on those that are unsaved. Lord, be with us all that we could have a greater burden for those that are lost. God, that we could have a greater burden for our community. Forgive us if we fail you. Thank you most of all for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Now, there are several people and even translations of the Bible that will tell you that verse number 15 is, is complete and total, shouldn't be there. Uh, and I'll reread it. He said, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall not enter therein. Which means if you don't get saved as a kid, you'll never get saved. There's a lot of people that believe that. There's a lot of people that will grab that and hold on to it. And they'll hold on to it in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s and their 70s and they'll wonder why that they still feel uh, the Holy Spirit tugging on them and burdening them and, and, and why they're still upset. And all they ever held on to was one verse in the Bible. That's the only verse in the Bible that says that. And it's taken completely and totally out of context whenever you just pull it right out of the Bible. If you go back and you read verse number 14, Jesus says, Suffer them to come unto me. Forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Now, he's not talking about the age of these kids as the only way that you can be saved. That is, that is the, the smooth opposite. He's talking about the mindset. He's talking about the way that kids see things. 
the, the way that kids interpret things, the way that they the way that they approach a situation. Salvation is easy. Salvation is simple. It's it's I can't put it any simpler than, than the Bible did. And, and today we're gonna look at about five different examples of how easy salvation is. But the problem with it is is that we don't see it through the eyes of a child. Whenever we see salvation, especially as adults or teens, adolescents, we see it as, as something that we hadn't figured out yet. And it's in human nature to try to figure something out before we trust in it. Whereas a child, if you... Bailey's the same way. Whenever you take a spoon and you get close to her mouth, guess what? She's opening up. Amen. Every time. Every time. And if you tell your kid to to jump off the playhouse, I'll catch you. It don't cross their mind that you're not going to catch them. They know. There's a picture, and I don't remember exactly where it was. I think I saw it in the, in the hospital whenever we was there with Bailey. There's a picture on the wall, and there's a picture of a daddy throwing their kid up, just up in the air and catching them. It's like this is what the mama sees, and it's the kid going to outer space. This is what the, the daddy sees, and it's just that far above his hands. This is what the kid sees as daddy with open arms knowing that, knowing that he's going to catch him. And that's the, that's the mind of a child. It's not a feeling of distrust. It's not a mind of distrust. It's, it's the fact that they know that their parent is going to catch him. It's the fact that whenever they open their mouth, they know that their parent is going to give them something good to eat or, or grandparent or friend or uncle or aunt, whatever it may be. Knowing that the fact, trusted in the fact that, that it's innocent. And trust is something that is, is often tore down around the age of 12. Because as people, and we talked about it in Sunday school this morning, that it's extremely hard to be a Christian and a politician because of what it takes to be a politician. It's extremely hard to be an innocent person because of the lack or the loss of innocence that, are, that is in this world. Even before one is convicted of their sin, they, you can see the... The depravity, the frailty, the sinful condition of man in the world. It's everywhere. If you don't believe it as an adult, ask your kids. They see the ignorance of people every day at school. They do. And if you go to Walmart, you'll see the ignorance of people too. You'll see the meanness of people if you go to the dollar store. You'll see the meanness of people if you pull out in front of them on the road. People aren't as, as innocent as we get older. And when I say innocent, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about blameless. I'm not talking about sinless. I'm talking about the way we comprehend things. The way we see things. The way our mind works. Whereas a kid, if you tell them, go do this, go do that, go grab this. Trust me, I, we, we're going to do this. They, they trust you. But whenever Jesus said, come unto me. Whenever God, so, God said, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, we don't trust him. <laughs> we don't trust him. It didn't take me very long as a kid to get saved. But the older you get, the easier it is to, to trust in other things. The older you get, the easier it is to try to understand it, to try to comprehend it. We can't wrap our mind around the kingdom of heaven. It's not going to happen. We, we cannot fully and completely and totally understand what the kingdom of heaven is. We cannot completely and totally wrap our mind around God. If we were able to, He wouldn't be God. But because of that, we cannot wrap our mind around the love that God had for us sending His Son to die for me and for you as an individual, as a person. We can't comprehend that type of love. We can't comprehend that type of sacrifice. 
for Jesus to come and to lay His hands down on that cross for me and for you. That, that, that type of love don't really, don't really begin in the human mind. It begins with God. This morning we're going to flip to several different places and if you would, keep your Bibles open. But the thought on my heart this morning of salvation is as easy as. And the place, first place we're going to go is the book of Matthew in chapter number 11. Book of Matthew, chapter number 11. And I understand that if you have kids, especially in the teenage years, that, <laughs> that this one ain't going to quite resonate with you. But whenever you get your kids and, and, and whenever you say, hey, come on, they may hesitate for a minute. They, they may try to get in one more shot, one more basketball game, one more strike, one more whatever it is. But a lot of times kids will come. Salvation is as easy as coming when called. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that are heavy, excuse me, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Salvation is as easy as coming to Jesus. You can't come to Jesus if you're not troubled. You, you, you can't do it. No one can get saved on their own. Nobody can come to the Father but through Christ. And nobody can come unless the Holy Spirit draws Amen. If the Holy Spirit is dealing with you this morning, if the Holy Spirit is letting you know that you're lost, all you got to do is come. That's right. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. If you're living this life, you're laden. If you're heavy laden under the burden of sin, Jesus said, come give it to me. Right. He said, come unto me. And that's it. That's as simple as it, as it goes. And Brother Dean said, Brad, come over this way. I'm coming. And that is as easy as it gets. But the thing about it is, is, is that up here, we don't think of it as a child. We don't think of it as, as something that is that easy. It's got to be more than that. Did you ever think about that when, it's, when it comes time for you to get saved? Whenever you were saved, did you think there has got to be more to it than this? I did. I swore two weeks after I got saved, I I didn't think I was saved. That's it. There's got to be more to it. If not, all it is is surrendering your life to Christ. All it is is coming to Christ. All it is is allowing Him to take over your life. That, that's it. Amen. That's it. Jesus said, come unto me. Salvation is as easy as coming to Christ. You've heard the statement. I'm sure we all have you. You are your own worst enemy. The only person who could really mess up your life and then you open the book and there's a mirror right here. The only person standing between you and eternal life is you. A lot of you have kids that play sports and everything. My daddy always tell me, playing baseball. I was a little bit slow when it come to batting when I was, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 years old. Mainly because I got hit all the time with the ball. But every time I get up there, I would wait to see if that ball was going to be a strike to make up my mind whether I was going to swing or not. And you know that if you play baseball, that if you're sitting up there with a bat on your shoulder, by the time you realize that that ball is going to be a strike, the catcher just caught it. And it's too late. Then you can let the umpire tell you if it's a strike or not. At some point in time, you have to quit thinking and react. Amen. At some point in time, you've got to quit getting all up in your head about it and just do. And that's the way Jesus said salvation is. 
He said, you, you've got to have the mind of a child. You've you got you to just come. When you see a spoon, you've got to just open up your mouth. If you sit there and think about it, then you get in your own way. You trip over your own feet. You, you tie yourself up and then gripe because you can't go nowhere. <clears throat> Flip over, if you would, to the book of John. And we're going to be here for a minute. Book of John, chapter number 7. Verse number 37. Last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Salvation in itself is as simple as as drinking water. It's easy. Bailey's already learned how to drink. I gave her some sweet tea at the wedding. She just absolutely loved it. She learned how to drink out of a cup. As a kid, at a young age, you learn how to drink out of a cup. It don't take long, especially a bottle. It don't take long. They figure out how to suck out of a bottle. A little bit longer, especially if you give them some Sprite. I know Brother Mark said that and Emory was like that with Sprite. She loves soda. He said that he'd give her just a sip one time because she was kind of coughing. And she took that sip and she liked it, so she started fake coughing. Because she wanted some more. Kids learn how to drink at a very, very young age because it's simple, because it's easy. Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Getting saved is as easy as obeying Jesus. He said, come unto me and let him drink. And he that believeth on me out of his belly shall be flowing rivers of water. That is as simple as it gets. That is as easy as it gets. That is, let us flip over and read it. John in chapter number 6. Verse 35, he said, It's also as easy as eating bread. He said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man will eat of this bread, he shall live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the whole world. Getting saved is as easy as eating a piece of bread. Getting saved is as easy as believing that that bread will do you some good. If you're not hungry, chances are you're not going to eat, right? How do you know you're hungry? My belly growls. Anybody else belly growl? When I get hungry, it, it just feels empty, like, like there ain't nothing there. And if I was to go and, and get me a swig of water, that just don't do any good. It takes food. How do we know that we're lost? Holy Spirit tugs on our heart. We're empty. There's something that's not there. There's something missing. How do we fill that void? Take a bread of life. Jesus said, any man that will come unto me and drink. He said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall never hunger. He uses both of these analogies here in John 6 and 7 because these are the two things that we do the most of, except for maybe complain. We do a lot of that too. But these are the two things that we do the most of, is eating and drinking. And they're easy, they're simple. We don't even have to think about it. 
Has anybody ever closed your eyes and tried to wring your mouth with a spoon? Try it. Close your eyes, cut your hand over your eyes, and feed yourself. It's easy. You're really, really good at it. it you do it enough that it's called muscle memory. You practice, you practice, you practice, you get to the point that you can shove a spoon in your mouth without a problem. If you want to see something funny, try it with your left hand. Then it gets interesting. But it's second nature to us. It's easy, it's simple. Salvation is as simple as eating and drinking. Salvation is as easy as that. John in chapter 10. Let's flip over and read it. John in chapter 10. Verse number 9. Jesus said, I am the door. Salvation is as easy as walking through the door. Jesus said, I am that door. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. That is it. That is as hard as it gets. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. This is a guarantee. Everything that we're reading here in, in John and in Matthew, Jesus said it is a guarantee. He said he will never hunger again. Uh, rivers of living water will flow from his belly. Will, guarantee, shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's as easy as calling for help. Romans 10 and 13. Kids know how to call for help, right? Learn that at a very, very young age. Whether it's real or not, they learn how to call for help. I know most people now don't have to do it. But we had to memorize phone numbers when I was a kid. Phone numbers of grandparents, phone numbers of aunts and uncles, our phone number. You had to memorize it because there was a little circle thing and you had to dial the phone number. If you didn't know the phone number, you just out of luck. So we had to memorize phone numbers to be able to call for help. We had to memorize the phone number of uh, emergency services, 911. We memorized our address. And our parents quizzed us on it. Because if anything ever happened, they wanted us to be ready. They wanted us to be prepared. They wanted us to be able to call out for help. In order to be saved this morning, you had the instructions. You don't have to memorize anything. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All it takes is believing in Jesus. Calling upon God. Asking Him to save you. It's as easy as it gets. That's as simple as it gets. Romans chapter 6. Verse number 23 says the wages of sin. Well, let's flip over and read. I don't want to misquote it. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But we know that the wages of sin is death. I'm sure this is not the first time that, 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 that I've said this here. Or that you've heard it. We all are sinners. We all deserve to go to hell. We all deserve the wrath of God. Why? Because we have messed up. Because we, sh we should be punished. For the times that we have done God wrong. For the times that we have succumbed to sin rather than overcoming it. That is the wages of sin. That is the cost of our transgression. Is death. But, don't you love a but? But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Getting saved is as easy as accepting a gift. It is as easy as getting a gift. It is easy as, as reaching out and grabbing it. Salvation is as easy as drinking water, eating bread, walking through a door, calling for help. Salvation is as easy as accepting a gift. And yet, why are there so many people that are yet unsaved? Why are there so many people that are still lost? 
Now, I'm not going to ask any individual person. I don't believe in it. I believe that that would be wrong. But if I were to ask you this morning, as an individual, are you saved? That's a yes or no question. It's as simple, it's hard. Don't raise your hand. Don't shout out an answer. Are you saved? Next question is, do you want to be? Because salvation is as simple as seeing God's Word through the eyes of a child. (laughs) Seeing God's Word for what it is, and that is 100% truth. Seeing God's Word for what it is, and that is promises that if we'll believe on Him, that we will be saved. If you've been convicted of your sin this morning, if, if you know in your heart that you're lost, if Jesus came back right now, if you know that you would go to hell, John 6 and 47 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Amen. If you have words are read, that's Jesus talking. He that believeth on me has everlasting life. Believing in Christ is as simple as that. Believing in Jesus is as easy as that. He that believeth on me. It's easier than walking through a door. It's easier than taking a drink of water. It's easier than accepting a gift. It's easier than than calling out for help and memorizing phone numbers. It is believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Savior. That He died on the cross for you. That He rose again conquering death and hell for you. That God loved you that much to send His only Son to die for you as an individual. And Jesus said, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Verse 48, He said, I am the bread of life. He said, You'll never hunger again. And a lot of some people will say, Well, I, I, I think I got saved. Salvation is not a thinking matter. Salvation is not a, 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 a do it one time and then six months from now we need to brush up, right? We need to get a booster shot. No. No, you don't. Not, not a salvation. Not a salvation you don't. Salvation is a one and done. He that believeth on me hath everlasting, never-ending, forever. Don't have to check up on it. Don't have to wonder. Don't have to think. Don't have to have to do anything the bible says that it is not of ourselves for by grace through faith we are saved that's not of ourselves. that's nothing that we can do we couldn't get it we can't lose it jesus said believe on me and it's everlasting it's far ever this morning if you don't know christ as your savior if you answer the question if if i died right now where would i go if you said hell this morning, I want to let you know that, that that's real. It's, it's, it's not a fake place. It's not a place of a party. It's a place of eternal torment. It's a place of damnation created for the devil and his angels. It's a place that was never designed for humans to go. It's a place of eternal fire and torture. And you don't have to go. It is as simple as believing on Jesus. It is as simple as accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. It is as simple as crying out for mercy. And God promised that for Jesus' sake, He'll save you this morning. Right now.
Amen. Nobody else will see it. Nobody else will hear it. Nobody else will feel it. It's between you and God. Salvation is a salvation is personal. It's nothing to, to be prideful about because pride stands in our way. Through the eyes of a child, pride don't exist. It's nothing that we have to overthink because through the eyes of a child, there is no overthinking. Kids are impulsive. They do. They see a handful of flour on the kitchen counter. Guess where that handful of flour is going? Everywhere. Because it's neat. It's pretty. It's cool. So they go for it. They see a mud hole. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to step out of their way. Splash in the mud hole. It's coming. Because they don't overthink things. If you're overthinking salvation this morning, let me tell you that overthinking it will send you straight to hell. Believing in Jesus will send you straight to heaven. If pride is holding you back this morning, if you don't know what everybody else is going to think about you, pride will send you straight to hell. Believing in Jesus will get you all the way to heaven. Amen. This morning, whatever's holding you back, turn it loose. Whatever's got you... I don't even know the word to use. Believing in Jesus is easy. Rejecting Christ... That's the hard part. What did Jesus say to Paul when he appeared to him on the road to Damascus? He said, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? He said, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. It is a hard life to reject God. It is a hard life to reject salvation. But it's nothing compared to eternity in hell. It's nothing to compare to eternity separated from your family, separated from God. Separated from all things joyful, all things happy. Separated from any amount of pleasure that, that you ever want to feel again. It's all gone. This morning, that don't have to be you. That don't have to be your end. That don't have to be your eternity. All you got to do is believe on Jesus. That's it. Believe on Jesus. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath eternal life. Amen. That is it. Oh, we have a verse from Psalm. I'd like to ask for a verse from invitation.